into defeating the curse lots of things happening in the world of sports uh the entire foursome is here this evening we'll go around the table everyone will say hello in just a second but first let's pay the bills proud members of the heroes media group uh orange theory if you're out there listening we will not be plugging you anymore because you did not hook us i think steve quit actually so uh let's start with steve steve say hello what have you been up to how are you feeling what's new i've been uh sitting in a dungeon crying myself to sleep every night Watching this poo-poo Dodgers-Cubs series. That's it? Baseball still exists to you? It's over, man. It's over. (laughs) It's over. What is that? Oh, oh, I should turn my attention to a 45-win Wizards team. 49, actually. 49. And and we'll get to them in a bit. Uh, FP, how are you doing, my man? Good. Glad to be back. I'm glad baseball's over. Huh? Where'd you go? Oh, glad to be back with the the four, the four of us. Oh, that's nice. That's United. Nice yeah. <laughs> I don't Thanks. go anywhere. I'm I'm boring. <laughs> and LP, bringing up the caboose tonight. How are you, my man? Hello, hello. Uh, you know, I'm still a little pissed off at the men's national team. Such a disappointment. <laughs> really? That's that's worse than Steve being upset about baseball. We got a guy talking Nats and a guy talking U.S. men's national team soccer. It's going to be a fun one. We're uh, Dude, it, it, it's not funny. This team sucked. Well, There's real sports happening, okay? You just have to move past yeah, that yeah. one. It, it, I think you said it best in, in summation. The, the United States won't play a meaningful soccer match for another four years. So... We'll talk about it at some point. We'll do some World Cup World Cup coverage, but for now, man, erase sorry, that from that, your mind. Move that on. That should mean Move that on. we don't talk about soccer for four years. No way, dude. The World Cup is bigger than it's bigger than us. It's bigger than anything else in the sports world. But I digress. Let's start with let's start with the first topic on a, on a rundown. So for everybody that's listening, this is going to be a little bit of an extended show. It's rare these days that we get everybody on the podcast together. Um, so you know, we're excited to all kind of be back and, and kind of recording together, but uh, lots of things on the rundown. We're going to start with the Eagles uh, and Redskins game, a huge matchup in the NFC East. Uh, lots of moving parts in this one. We're going to talk about that first. Uh, from there, we're going to touch on the Wizards game last night. They opened their season against the Sixers. From there, we'll talk about the NBA East at large. We'll expand to the full NBA, kind of do a little bit of a season preview. Um, if we have time, maybe we touch on the Caps. I mean, it, we haven't forgotten about them, although it's looking like it's going to be a down year. And then from there, you know, we'll see We'll see where the road takes us from there. There's, there's other stuff going on in the world. By the time we finish recording this, we may have at least one team uh, into the World Series, and, and maybe Steve will uh, will find it in his heart to touch on that too. But um, let's just start. Cares? Let's start. <laughs> let's start with the Redskins. Let's start with the Redskins. Monday night, uh, all eyes will be on the Redskins in Philadelphia. This is a big NFC East matchup. Um, you know the the records indicate that these teams aren't close, but in reality, the Skins really should have won that that the the, the season opener uh, at home against Philly. Uh, these teams have kind of uh, to me they they mirror each other in a lot of ways, but. Um, there's a lot of injuries that we got to talk about with the Redskins, you know, so let's do a full preview here. Um, Norman is looking like he's not going to play. 
Um, you guys got really one of you guys. I forget who. Somebody on the on the WhatsApp chat got really excited about uh, D'Angelo Hall practicing, which doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, do, does someone actually know if D Hall is is so, he going to suit up? I mean, w- w- what's the deal? No. So so D Hall is back to practicing. I think uh, the team has like 21 days to decide what they want to do with him. Um, I think he still has to miss another game, so he's not playing Monday night. No, no, but no. they can actually activate him this Sunday. But what does it matter? The guy's forty-five years old. <laughs> Don't get excited for I'm, a D'Angelo I'm, Hall. I'm, I'm he's not got excited. Twenty-one for, days. I'm not excited get, for get D Hall. I'm excited for one more defensive player to come back to the roster because we have been decimated. Although today was a good day, there was a lot of guys that were hurt that practiced on a limited basis, right? So you have Norman practice limited basis, Breland practice limited basis. Um, it, so it, it was it was practiced right right. Shays are ever at practice, so those those are good things. But but Breland played, I think, practiced one play and then had to take a knee for the rest of practice. So that technically accounts as limited. But I wouldn't expect Breland to play. That, that's going to be huge. That's going to be a huge hit for the the Redskins secondary. No, I'm assuming no Norman, no Breland. It's going to be the Quentin Dunbar show and. Uh, Fabian Moreau. Moreau. Um, You'll probably have, you'll probably have Everett as your reserve safety coming in. Um, I think what uh, Stefan McClure's knee is still busted. And then you got your two Alabama rookies, right? Ryan Anderson. He's hurt and banged up. I think his back is messed up. And then the biggie is uh, Jonathan Allen is on on IR with the Liz Frank, right? That, that one, that one hurts, but but there's been conflicting reports. There's some that he already had surgery for a sprain. It just doesn't make sense. You don't have surgery on a sprain. There's some reports that say he may be back in December. The NFL changed the rules this year. You don't actually have to designate someone on IR to return. Everyone, uh, Two players are eligible to return, but you don't actually have to designate them. So there's a chance he comes back in December. But a list frame injury is bad. I mean, we saw Morgan Moses take it on three years ago. I think he was out six, uh, three to six months. For the first six to eight weeks, you're not even walking. So, even but if are you are you gonna zero football shape? So are you I don't gonna think we can bank on him coming back? Are you gonna chalk that? I, I'm gonna chalk that up to Morgan Moses kind of milking the injury and enjoying no. his time off because no. he's a, a, one of the big fat linemen. I, I don't know. Morgan but, Moses is a UVA product, hardworking dude. Don't knock him for that. It, it's, I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying it's it's a lineman. <laughs> Blood relative of Morgan Moses? <laughs> lineman mentalities, you kind of like to milk the injury a little bit. Unless you're your superstar like Trent, who came in against the Niners with a bum knee, still played, still has a bum knee, and is probably going to play Monday night. So, Guys, can, can we take a step back here? Okay, can we cue the Bernie Sanders uh, sound effect? Because this game is going to be huge, okay? This is... I'll tell you, this game is the difference. Bernie between... Sanders? What? This, this, Who, who's this... he? Joe, Joe, do you want to enlighten him? Or... Well, Just let the liberals speak. First of all, that's a, that's a Trump soundbite. That's not a, that's not a Sanders soundbite. But it, no, he, it, enunci- he enunciated the H, so that would definitely be a Sanders. <laughs> whatever. 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 Look, this is the difference between a team that has decided that they are going to contend for the NFC's crown Versus a team that the best they can do is fight for a wild card spot. And right now, with the NFC wide open, Aaron Rodgers out for the year. Green Bay looks like they're out of the picture. I mean, this is a wide open NFC race. It looks like the Eagles have the pole position 
in the NFC, which is, is, is unbelievable when you think about where they've come from with a, a second-year quarterback like Wentz. I mean, we're playing potentially the best team in the NFC. If we put a, a statement game like we did against Oakland, uh, I'm telling you, man, the, the, then we're fighting for the division. Then this is going to turn uh, this entire season into something that it currently is not. I absolutely. I mean, I'll, I'll absolutely agree with that because we're the, the Eagles are your only obstacle in the East because the Cowboys will take care of themselves with the distractions of Zeke and the Giants who somehow beat Denver are still completely broken. Uh, and they're, I, I feel like they're only going to get worse. So you're absolutely right. But I'm not, I'm not convinced that the Eagles are the best team in the NFC East or in, in, in the NFC at all. I'm not convinced of it. They, yeah, I'm not, I'm not either. They're, they'll, their defense, they will implode. They're, they're, they're suspect. Their, their linebacking core is suspect. They're, they're not very good actually against the pass either. Um, and offensively, they get they got challenges too. I mean, Darren Sproles is a big part of that offense. He's gone. He was. I mean, he wasn't this year. Let, let's be let's be honest. He, um, you know, he he went out basically in the first quarter of the season. So um, it's not on him. But they don't really run the ball very effectively. They don't necessarily throw the ball very effectively either. If you look at like Carson Wentz, definitely spreads the love. I mean, he he I think he targeted nine different receivers uh, in the last game and eight the week before. Um, but Alshon doesn't get a whole lot of looks. Um, Torrey Smith takes they take one or two shots down the field with him. Um, that doesn't nope. really scare me. Yeah. Um, you know, most Aguilar is is a good receiver, but there's there's nothing on this team that that really uh, to me I, like. You know, I, I just want to touch on what Steve said. I don't think Green Bay is just automatically eliminated because Aaron Rodgers wow. is gone. Like they're. Yes, they will. They're a systematic team. They yeah. could be like a Patriots. Where I think they we need to somehow wait. get twelve wins. I think we need to wait and see. We need to give. We need to give that. Uh, we need to give that. Uh, that donk at least a week. No and, and, way. Yeah, I mean no that's just me. Way. That's just my opinion. But look, Minnesota is a better team. Minnesota's got. I mean, they they also have suspect quarterback play. Atlanta's a fantastic team. They're they're a complete team. Atlanta hasn't been doing anything. Though. No, I, I understand, but but. There's no team in the. I think to Steve's larger point, the NFC is wide open. Wide open, right? It's wide, wide open. open, and and that that's a fact. Um, and it but could my, be any team. Any team can compete, including the Saints. All of a sudden, Saints have a defense. They they right. might be a the shot, best team in the one, NFC. So one shot out one week and three touchdowns the next week for that defense. Sure. So. But, but my other point, Joe, is that if you don't win on Sunday, it makes it Monday. Monday. Oh, I'm sorry. If you don't win on Monday night. It makes it virtually impossible. Yeah, you'd be you'd have to bank on Philly dropping what four of six in that. Well, which is it's not which happen. is very possible. possible but no, they no, did no. last year, right? If no. you can remember, Look, uh, they it, they were out to a fantastic start last year, and then they kind of dropped off. I don't think it's the end of the road here if if the Redskins drop on Monday night. No, but, I, I'm wrong. I think you're I think you're 100 percent wrong on that LP. If if the skins yeah. if the skins fall below 500. Um and they lose they lose twice now to the Eagles that that's I mean they're they'll at fall that point five hundred they'll fall two five hundred sorry but they'll they'll be they'll be chasing a wild card berth instead of trying to win the crown we're trying to win the division you'd be three and a half games out of Philly uh, with the the tiebreaker so it's essentially four games I mean right they, right you have to win mm-hmm. on on Monday night and but, if you're going if you're going for a division title if we I don't think this team is good enough to contend for the division. I think this is a wild card team. So if they prove me wrong on Monday night, then I will change my tune and I'll eat some crow. But I don't think this team, especially with the injuries, especially the, what the, the numbers they were showing with Jonathan Allen, with his uh, run-stopping ability, the way he was clogging up that middle, I'm worried about the run defense after Jonathan Allen's out. I mean, I, I don't yep. think 
and I think Ionatus, who's been playing so well. Ionatus. Whatever, whatever. Okay. <laughs> what are you like spell <laughs> check tonight? Are you Canadian? What the hell's going on? The, 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 the big white guy, okay, that, that's got that spin move. Let's uh, pretend you watch football. <laughs> I think he's only playing well because he's getting spelled with Jonathan Allen and some of the depth with McGee and, and, and these other guys. So I think when he's going to have to carry a load, I think it's going to hurt his production. So, Steve, I, I, dis- I disagree actually a little bit. I, I think I think the Skins' only path to the postseason is to win the division. And, and I think it's because of That's the not NFC true South. At all. That's I think not it's true because of the strength of the <laughs> NFC South. I, I can easily see Carolina, uh, New Orleans, and Atlanta all making the playoffs this year. I just can. Th- those are three teams that are better than the Redskins. And, and Carolina's probably the worst of that bunch. But the Saints look like they finally found a groove here, man. Like that, I don't want to. I don't want to preview every other game here. But the Saints are a complete team. They got receivers. They got running backs. They got. A, they got. A, they got a top flight quarterback. And if that defense continues to play as it is, they're going to win the South, which means we're essentially at some point. Look, there's only so many teams that make the playoffs. So I agree for a different reason that the Skins have to win on Monday because they won't get in as a wild card team. They're just not better than the Saints. They're not no. better than the so, Panthers, and they're guys, not better. Than, you're, you're jumping the gun here, right? Okay, so the NFC South, right? Tampa Bay is garbage. They're not, New Orleans, they're, they're not garbage. They're not garbage. They're not they're garbage. Def- they're actually they're, a good team. Your defense is horrible, and uh, Jameis is hurt, and they're, they're garbage. Today, they're they're so garbage. Listen, the point is the Saints, you're, you're not going to be able to bank on a, a goose egg and three touchdowns or, or some kind of stellar defensive performance the whole time when – Historically, last year and this year, that defense hasn't done okay, much. Okay, right? Ricky, so, but but Breeze also hasn't thrown for 300 yards this year when he averaged 310 last year. So right, things, things will fix what themselves. What I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to say is, Atlanta is having trouble with their their offensive coordinator. Julio Jones isn't getting involved. Carolina is probably the strongest team in the South. Um, that defense isn't bad, and Cam is starting to play more like the Cam of 2015. Uh, you can essentially knock out the NFC North completely. I'm not worried about the Vikings yeah, until one, they get one solid get quarterback in. play. One will get in from the North. I mean, but guys, of course, uh, one has to get in. But I mean, that, but that's I'm sorry it. to tell you, I'm a huge Redskins fan. I'm sorry to tell you, I'm a huge Redskins fan. But we are getting way ahead of ourselves. We can't even get a pass game going. Our, our, right. our leading receiver, Chris Thompson. Dude, what are you touch talking on. about? T- T- He's going to dominate, baby. What are you talking about? Right. If if I remember correctly, someone called them the Washington Monuments earlier on this podcast. They've been nothing but nothing but but nothing even close to monuments. But right, but first but, I, but hold on hold on hold on hold on. Eighteen plays a game. Hold on, one ball. Ricky. Hold on. Just one ball. Crowder hasn't played a, a single complete game yet. Okay. Because uh, prior prior's poo poo. I'm done with him. Move on. Um, Agreed. Okay. Doxson just got to get more targets. The irony he's, here is that Cousins is on pace for what to, to to basically match his numbers from last year, which is nuts. And and you like with, you said, with, the receivers don't catch the ball. I mean that's guys, amazing. Right. Ryan Grant is our most reliable receiver. You can go we, wash your mouth with soap right now. Can we can we elevate the conversation here? Can we actually use some numbers and and not base it off of sheer opinion? Total offense statistically. Washington Redskins sixth in the entire NFL. Yep. So talking about what's Chris who, Thompson accountable for? Fifty percent. Seventy-five percent. Yeah, and the other part goes to Vernon Davis, not even Jordan Reed. Guys, it's only going to take a matter of time until defenses figure out Chris Thompson. Hang on a second. Well, no. Like, hang on a second. Why can't Steve, it, why Steve was there more numbers? Right now? Steve, did you have more numbers to share? I have plenty of numbers. Okay. Let's hear them. Uh, uh, three hundred and seventy-five yards per game. 
which ranks sixth, like I said. Uh, points per game, you're talking 23.4. That's good for fourth in the league behind New England, Kansas City, Philly. Uh, I mean, th- there's no numbers here. Kirk is in the top uh, 10 in, in QB efficiency and QB rating and everything. Kirk's having an amazing season. We're forgetting that Kirk lost his two. That's what Gruden was actually saying. Uh, uh, not Gruden, Jay, John Gruden from the Monday night preview was saying Kirk's having one of the most underrated seasons. He's putting up the same numbers he had last year with losing all of his weapons. Jordan Reed, like you guys said, Jordan Reed is not Jordan Reed. Deshaun is. No, you're, you're right. Which is why, which is why I want to say that to, to say that our only way into the playoffs is beating Philly is, is incorrect. You're still finding productivity on this team. And instead of saying that defenses will figure out Chris Thompson, more likely you're going to have an offense that will start clicking. Um, Doxon's going to get more looks. He, he, he hasn't been horrible when he gets the looks. We've heard that for six weeks, though. He's We've horrible. heard that for six weeks. He, yeah, but, six but weeks. He has been it, horrible. Right? He has been well, horrible. He's had, what, four targets and two of them are touchdowns. He's getting there, In right? five Slowly games, fool. In five games. Amari Cooper that, did nothing until today. Amari okay? Cooper it, it is happened. a proven commodity. He's an Julio actual Jones NFL receiver. Touchdowns. Julio Jones has zero touchdowns this Another year. Another proven commodity. Guys, we, 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 we missed my bigger point. And actually, FP, I know I'm going to find a, a fan with this point. Okay. What all of these numbers really prove. Kirk is having a great season. Kirk deserves a lot of credit. But really, what's keeping this offense afloat and give me an amen here, FP, is this offensive line. Absolutely. This O-line is keeping Kirk. I don't know if you all saw the Kirk, uh, his mic'd up stuff from, from Sunday. He several times was saying, great pocket, guys. Wait, wait. Yeah, I took forever. Way to keep the pocket going. This offensive <laughs> line, Brandon Sheriff, has become one of the top guards in the NFL. Right. has amen. not been at center. Yeah. And Trent Williams and Morgan Moses are holding down the edge. These guys are going against... Khalil Mack one week, Justin Houston another week. Uh, I mean, th- this offensive line has kept this team afloat with very subpar running backs. They've kept, uh, created a run game and, right. and allowed Kirk to put up numbers. Well, if we're going to pass out game balls and kudos, the offense also has been aided tremendously by the defense. Defense has played really well too. Correct. Right. So they're, you know the they're defense, getting off the field quick. The defense is playoff caliber, in my opinion. It's the offense that that has. That's where I see the question marks. I mean, when every time the offense steps out there, you know, uh, there's a certain amount of nerves. I mean, they don't really run the ball very well. The short passing game is is not very good. It's all like it's screens, and and I don't I don't like to say that it matters how Kirk gets his his yards, but the an offense predicated solely on the dink and dunk and the like we we've we've seen this before. Now they're effect they're they're running. They're sorry, they're executing the screen much more effectively than they have in the past. And frankly, they did it very, very well against Philly in game one of the season. But at some point, you just have to you have to take the bubble wrap off of Doxon and just see if this kid can play or not. Because well, a lot of because that... Pryor Pryor won't be here next year, right? He's if no, he's if he's, he's if he's looking for if he's looking for big money, it won't be here. Like it just no one's gonna pay him big money. Right. So uh, if the want, way he's playing right now. Right. So Ryan Grant, I'm sorry, like we've been down this road. I'm not interested. Move on. You know, so and, and and frankly, Crowder's injured and Reed is not dependable. So this team has a lot of question marks at the receiver position. Well, um, no, Reed Reed is still making his plays. He's just not getting targeted as, as much, and that's gonna come down to play he's calling not healthy. a little bit. FB he's not healthy, dude. Is his toes you it's clear he's not healthy. 
He catches but the ball he's falls still, up. But you got to see. You got to see. He's still making his catches. He's still yes, yes. trying to get his. Yeah, he's not complete. He's not the Jordan Reed we're used to, but he's still an efficient tight end. He's just not the 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 Pro Bowl caliber kind. He's not the Gronk kind. But a lot of these things that you just mentioned, a lot of them have to do with losing your starting running back. When you get Fat Rob back, he's that not. He's a not lot that much the, different than Samaje. He's just not. He is. No, he is. He he he. Oh, he's more Rob is, is way more polished than Samaje. He's he's more familiar with the offense. He's going to hit the hole harder. I mean, he's definitely better than Samaje. And the thing is, well, you're shaking your head. Yeah, you, do you not because agree? What, what, what? Can you point to a game this season where where it looked different? Where the running game looked different? Yeah, the Oakland game. The, okay, where, where he was well, going off, and then and then you lose him Kansas City, and then you don't have him San Francisco. You looked fine against with Philly and Oakland running the ball. Who's doing it? It was Fat Rob. Uh, if we're talking numbers, we can look at uh, Fat Rob. He is 29 attempts, 131 yards. Samaj is 55 attempts, so almost double the amount of attempts, 166 yards. I'm just 30 yards more yards. Per carry LP. Give me the yards per carry. Uh, yards per carry. Let me get back to you on that. What are, what are you doing, <laughs> Mark? Vision over there? What? <laughs> he keeps track of stats on napkins, baby. The it's point is, the point is, for all the high numbers that Steve three point gave us, Samaj, and uh, <laughs> he's don't, don't four point five for Fat Rob. Four point five. Four point five is very respectable. It is respectable. But what I was saying is, for Steve to say that this offense is ranked as high as they are ranked in whatever category, and you still have prior problems and injuries with Crowder and losing your starting running back, that's all going to come back. That's all going to get fixed. You would assume when everybody's no, back and no, firing no all cylinders. No assuming here. We, yeah. we hope, and and well, we can hold on to hope for that. What what but, we've learned in the NFL this year is every week there's something there's something crazier that happens. Have um, you guys noticed that since you called out LP for being too positive, he came into this podcast just negative, Nancy, just ready to shoot down. I, I prefer, every- <laughs> honestly, I prefer because it, it's really annoying it's, when when he's telling me that. You know, we're we're it's the bad mojo that's causing the, hey, the curse hey, to, hey, to hey, expand. Hold on, hold on. If I'm not mistaken, positive thinking brings wins. Let's loser talk. Right. Get out of here. Yeah. Let's go around the table. Who's but, gonna win on Monday night? Who's gonna win on Monday night? Steve, not the. Go ahead. Um, I, I don't see. I think we're we're all thinking the same thing. We just don't want to say it because of positive thinking. No, I no, will Steve, say. It. Steve is still down from the net, so I want to hear what Steve's got to say. Yeah, I, I no, I'm 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 gonna be uh, neutral here. I just don't see any path to victory here for the Skins. Down two DBs, down their main run stopper. I think the defense is gonna struggle um, keeping them. I, I think the defense is gonna struggle on a couple things. I think third down conversions. I think. Wentz is a magician on mm. third down when he extends plays. I don't think this this DB group is going to be able to stay with their receivers. I know their receivers are not, you know, uh, world beaters, but I think the magic of Wentz is when he extends plays on third down and they're not able to get off the field. I think the Redskins are prone to that, so I think they'll, they'll keep drives alive. I think their defense, their defensive line is really underrated. Okay, I can give you some statistics here, but the, I mean they are. Great defensive Fletcher line. Fletcher Cox and company. Nobody cares. Um, so I, I think Eagles are going to win this game in Philly. Um, but I think it'll be close. And I think we'll be right there. And I think um, Kirk's going to have a big game. 
I will take those same points that Steve just made, but on reverse them a little bit because I think the Redskins win, and the only person you have to worry about is Carson Wentz and his magic. There's no other weapons on this team that I'm worried about. That defense I'm not worried about because Kansas City has a better defense and we moved the ball pretty well against them. Your only thing would be to have our defense, which I feel is strong with still Zach Brown and still strong linebacker play, and you still have Ryan Kerrigan rushing and pressuring Wentz. If you do that, and if you remember game one, we we were on him the whole game. We just weren't dragging him down. If you do that and you uh, maintain that, then you get the win. I, all you have to do is just get in Carson Wentz's face. Kirk Cousins and offense will do what they do in some form of dramatic play that'll come down to the final two minutes. But I think we get the win. I think, take me back to, to week one. I, I think the the last drive of the game, if that, was, if that play was called correctly, I have full confidence that the Redskins would have won. That was clearly a forward pass. The, re- the refs completely dropped the ball on that. So take me back to week one. I, I think the Redskins win. Coming into this week, I think Dew Theory is is coming up. I don't think the Eagles are as good as as they've played. I don't think they're they're a five and one team. Take the next six games. I don't think they go five and one again. I think they're more of a, a, a three and three team. So I think I like the, the Eagles regress. I think the Redskins have the talent. They need to figure out what what the heck they're going to do on offense with the receivers. And I'm just I'm waiting. I'm waiting for them to to have that breakout game. I'm waiting for TP to show up. I'm waiting for Doxon to get more playing time. I don't care who it is. I just think that they're due for a big offensive game from the receivers. I think Jordan Reed gets more involved. I think Jameson Crowder gets more involved. Fat Rob is, is going to get more touches to, um, this week. I'm taking the Redskins, man. I, I, I've been down on the Redskins. Like I don't think the Redskins are, are a Super Bowl contending team. I don't think the Redskins are, are a playoff contending team. I I think they get in the playoffs. I think they lose in the first round. But, you know, for for this week, I think I'm taking the Redskins. I, I know the, the Breland injury and the Norman injury are going to hurt. I have full confidence in, in Dunny and, and Fabian. Um, and you get your safety help back with Monte Nicholson back, Shazer Everett, Swearinger. So I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not too concerned about the Eagles. I think they're due for, for regression. So I, I agree with you. I think you go back to week one. I think the Redskins win that. I don't think it was the last play of the game. I think it was the first drive of the game. I think you I think if Norman gets his hand on that ball, if they don't if they don't they don't connect on that crazy long bomb, um, they really didn't do much else. And you know, go back to the preseason, one of the best sound bites out of Redskins training camp was Zach Brown being asked about specifically about LeGarrette Blunt. And basically calling him out and saying, you know, he wants no part of me. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm looking forward to that too. I think the Skins can go in there and win. I think they will go in there and win. Um, you know, for those that for those that uh, if gambling was legal, I would take the over on the points. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Personally, um, I could see a shootout happening. Yeah, me too. And and I, I you know I, I try not to buy into do theory too much, but I I do agree at some point. Pryor is going to have to string together and not even forget string together. He's going to just have to have a good game to merit what he's been capable of. We've seen him. We saw him last year go back to back weeks with eight catches, 10 catches and over a hundred yards. I mean, it's, he's better than what we've seen. Um, and he, he's just due for a good game. And I don't see why it can't be on Monday night. Now, 
Now we know how we do on Monday, uh, you know, on primetime games. Although this year has been an anomaly by comparison to to, to last, and I don't want to jinx it by any means, but it is a Monday night game, so you know that that's kind of in the corner of my mind as well. But I like the Skins to go in there and win. I really do. I I will say one thing. I'm completely over TP, and you can tell that Gruden is because this offense started clicking a little bit more when we stopped force feeding TP the ball. Yeah, I agree. Right? I agree. Mm-hmm. So it was always first first play, first drive, straight to TP, see what he can do. We stopped that, and we started we started doing it correctly, right? And I, I got on LP for this during the Niners game. I, w- I was like, stop giving it to Chris Thompson, stop giving it to Chris Thompson. All you're going to do is jet sweep and screen or whatever. But uh, I think uh, Grant and Danny said it right. I mean, they're like, if you have a playmaker and he's getting you these yards, keep going to him. Why, why, why is that a bad thing if you're if you're riding the hot hand? And and I do think that Gruden, as much as I question his play calls at time, he he is making the adjustment in in personnel targets. He's he's improving. Yes. He's improving and, week and, to week. I'll tell right. you what; these are not fluky screen passes. These are well designed, well thought right. out, mm-hmm. well timed, strategic, uh, you know, designs that he has created. I mean, this looks like the Andy Reid kind of screen pass offense that that used to kill us right down when he was up in philly so uh, and and the the combo of a well-designed well thought out screen pass plus this offensive line that can get 20 yards down the field they lo- and they love doing it they, they love it okay these guys get get to get sized to, to get up and smash a corner yeah so so we got so we three. got three redskins one philly Three Redskins, one Philly. Let's uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, Steve's favorite topic. We're going Washington Wizards. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> 